0: The scenario is simple in this 12th-century Japanese noh play, but it will set the stage for the exploration we will soon take into 21st-century Japan. At the beginning of the performance, after the musicians and the chorus enter as usual, a symbolic hut, a bamboo frame with a light wooden roof, is placed in front of the musicians, An old man and an old woman enter the stage, walking behind it. The old man sits stage left under the part of the roof that is still whole. The old woman, on the contrary, sits at his right under a broken roof. The time of the play is the 12th century, during a crystal clear autumn night. The poet-priest Saigyo enters and sings about his pilgrimage with no destination but to seek the beauty of nature. In the meantime, night falls. The poet sees a faint light from a little hut built on pilings over the pond and decides to ask for a night's shelter there. While Saigo approaches the hut, the curtain is removed by an assistant and the old man sings of the beauty of the moon and of the music of the wind sounding like drizzling rain. The old man explains the unusual state of the roof. There is a difference in taste and a long-lasting dispute between himself and the old woman. She loves moonlight immensely, but she does not want to repair the broken roof in order to fully enjoy the beauty of the moon penetrating into the hut during the moonlit nights. He loves the music of the rain immensely, therefore he does want to repair the roof in order to enhance his pleasure in the rustling of the rain. They cannot come to an agreement. As a result, the roof is whole on the side where the old man lives, while it is partly missing and falling apart on the old woman's side. Saigyo is astonished at the unique argument, the priority in beauty between the silvery moonlight and the music of the rain with the rustling of the falling leaves. While the old man proceeds to describe his point of view, he pronounces two seven-syllable verses which become the conclusion of a walk-up poem. May the moon penetrate, may the rain accumulate. According to either desire, the humble roof should or should not be repaired. The poem is now complete and they sing it together. That from a study by Benito Ortolani, titled The Japanese Theater. We seem to be in a world here with a cosmic feeling for nature, where the highest value is beauty and experiencing aesthetic pleasure. After all, the status of the hut's roof is not related to protection of person and property, but in the way it mediates the beauty of nature and in so doing, provides a sense of balance, peace, and harmony. To fix or not to fix the roof, that is not her question, but artist Ayomi Yoshida does ask us to think about, to experience the beauty of the rain in an installation bringing the outside inside, somewhat like what happens in the theater piece. Yoshida is asking us to meditate on what we're losing in the 21st century in her enclosure titled Night Rain, Sleeping in the Rain, now at the Allentown Art Museum. She tells us, Japan has always been a land of plentiful rain. For this reason, the Japanese have built their culture around living with the rain, Many woodblock prints from the world of Ukiyo-e, images of the floating world, depict scenes of rain in which people are shown going back and forth in a lively manner in the midst of the rain. Back then, rain was not seen as depressing weather that brings natural disasters. A few hundred years later, Japan's heavy rains bring with them annual disasters, including landslides, floods, and long periods with no sunshine due to prolonged rain. Our view of rain has changed. Today we see it as something that brings with it disaster. In this installation, I use the same traditional woodblock printing techniques used in Edo period prints to depict today's rain. I believe we have to think about what we need to do to ensure a better tomorrow in which we can again all be lulled to sleep by the peaceful sound of the falling rain. Words of artist Ayomi Yoshida. Ayomi Yoshida is one of nine artists, part of a special exhibition titled Washi Transformed, new expressions in Japanese paper at the Allentown Art Museum on view through January 2nd. We had a chance to speak by phone with Claire McCree, associate curator, about the wide variety of pieces displayed.
1: Washi is traditional handmade Japanese paper and It's often made from the inner bark of the paper mulberry, or kozo. There are a couple other plants as well that that are sources for the fiber. And one thing that's really unique about washi is that the fibers are, at least in the case of kozo, the fibers are up to 10 times longer than the fibers in Western-style wood pulp paper. And so that means that washi is much stronger than Western-style paper and also, you know, very flexible and smooth. And so depending on the fiber, there can be different properties to the paper. For instance, gompi is another fiber from a different plant that has been historically used to make washi, but is less common today. It only grows wild. It hasn't been able to be cultivated. But gompi paper is insect-resistant and really beautiful and translucent and also is able to be Used over this really long period of time. Some of the artists in this exhibition actually have taken antique Gompi paper in their work and repulped it, taken it back to pulp, and created paper again from it.
0: What were the first uses of washi in terms of artistic things? Calligraphy?
1: Yeah, calligraphy is definitely one traditional use of washi, as well as painting and printmaking. And then washi also has some other applications as well in Japanese architecture, for instance, in lieu of glass as as a screen or a window for folding screens. And it can even be treated with persimmon tannin to make rain gear or used for kites. So it's really, it has this incredible variety of traditional applications and, and it's been made and used in Japan for over a thousand years.
0: And yet there have been creative artists along the way who have done everything you've suggested. But there is a concentration, it seems, of people who are really, really exploring what Washi is and what Washi can be in the 21st century.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, this exhibition, all of the works on view are from the last 20 years, and you really see these nine different contemporary artists that are pushing the boundaries of what washi can do and, you know, reconsidering what is its role for art making. And so you have some artists who are, you know, working more in traditional media like paper making or print making, painting. But then you have artists who are using washi as a basis for sculpture, for installation art. And really one thing that's amazing about the exhibition is just the, the way that these artists transform this medium in unexpected ways.
0: And there is a scale difference, right? Some work mm-hmm. small, some work large, and all because the paper is so flexible.
1: Definitely. You have some of the, you know, some of the most delicate works in the exhibition are by the, the artist Tina Aoyama, who creates these incredibly detailed cut paper compositions that are so fine, it looks like a drawing rather than cut paper because the lines are so, so light and, and delicate. And on the other hand, you have Ayomi Yoshida, who creates an installation work that's a 12-foot diameter circle with floor-to-ceiling sheets of washi paper to create really this immersive environment.
0: What organization can bring these artists together so that we can experience them at the Allentown Art Museum?
1: <laughs> That's a great question. So, this exhibition was curated by Mayor MacArthur, who's an independent curator and working with International Art and Artists, a company that puts together touring exhibitions. And so, MacArthur is a scholar who focuses on Japanese art and has curated other exhibitions with contemporary Japanese artists. And we're actually the first stop on the national tour of Washi Transformed, which is pretty exciting.
0: And you and I have talked before about the special care that is needed in, for example, the textile exhibitions that the Allentown Art Museum has mounted. Well, I would imagine that there is special care needed for an exhibition like this.
1: Absolutely. When the works come in, you know, we check the condition and prepare them to go on view. Our registrar and preparator work together to, to get the gallery ready and get the artwork ready to go. And then, you know, in particular with an exhibition like Washi, where the format of the work is so varied, you have installation and sculpture and two-dimensional objects. You know, that really presents some interesting challenges in terms of figuring out the space and making sure that everything has a place.
0: I just mentioned textiles, and that's certainly a strong suit of the Allentown Art (laughs) Museum. But there is, for example, an artist who works with indigo dyes and patches, and it has a garment-like feel.
1: Absolutely. Yuko Kimura... I really enjoy her work because it draws so much on traditional textiles. She's a printmaker and uses collage and paper making, but also traditional sashiko stitching, so repeated stitches that evoke Japanese traditions of mending garments, and also working with pleating and folding and techniques that evoke shibori dyeing. So with her work, she's really looking at historical textile traditions and applying them in paper, which is really interesting. And so in these, in particular, the Japanese mending techniques related to clothing and textiles, you have these beautiful kimono and garments that were worn by farmers and fishermen and peasants that were passed down in families and repaired so many times that it's almost like the garment is more patches than the original fabric. You can't tell. You know, it's just this entire transformation of the surface. And so her work looks at that tradition and also these ideas around imperfection and age being beauty. And so she actually has several works that she uses antique book pages which have wormholes where the fiber has been eaten away by insects. And this is called mushikui or insect nibbles in Japanese. And so these pages are traditionally, on the art market, they're valued for less because of the damage. But for her, that's really where she wants to be working with her, her art. And so it's kind of analogous to this tradition of textile repair and this idea of you know, playing with themes of decay and renewal. And if we shift
0: from that earthy sense of worms and people who are out in the fields in their garments working hard, there is a sense also of that exquisite sail sculptural piece where the washi is folded in such a way that it evokes those sails that we see in Japanese prints.
1: Yes, yeah, so that, that work is really striking. It's by Kyoko Ibe, who is, she's the oldest artist in this exhibition and really was, you know, a leader in in asserting that washi paper could be a medium for contemporary art and not just for traditional art forms. She has this wonderful quote that's part of the exhibition text where she talks about the meaning of handmade paper, that it's so different from machine-made, and it's a quiet, solitary object that calms your heart and and has this eco-aesthetic sensibility that connects us to the natural world. So she just really has this, you know, wonderful insight into the, the power and beauty of this particular medium.
0: And when we talk about nature and the contemporary artists and their sensibilities, there is that very moving explanation about rain and rain in the Edo period and rain today and how rain is not the same rain as it has been.
1: Yeah, I think the, the idea of the relationship between humans and nature is something that is sort of a sub-theme you see explored throughout the exhibition. And Ayomi Yoshida, who I mentioned before, she has the large installation work that you can walk into. And so, yeah, she's really interested in reflecting on the history of rain in Japanese culture and its, its meaning and significance, that it's historically been seen as a blessing and it's, it's a motif that's often explored in Japanese art from the past. But then today, with climate change and disasters like flooding and landslides, Rain has taken on this different connotation, and so with her installation, she really creates this kind of meditative space for kind of experiencing and reflecting on that and seeing that change and also trying to retrieve or look back to some of the the historical meaning of rain in Japanese culture.
0: And there is the fascinating example. It's kind of a mysterious body of work from the artist who actually
1: uses his own chi to move the ink around. So Yoshio Ikezaki is really distinct within the exhibition in having this very strong spiritual dimension to his work. And so he's he's interested in the ideas of natural forces like Birth, change, and energy collisions, and he brings that into his art through his own his own chi. He meditates, bringing together his mental focus, physical focus, his spirit, and so without touching the ink, he's manipulating the ink to create these compositions in his paintings. And he also has a series of molded paper sculptures where, again, he he uses his chi and channels that through his hands when he's, in this case, he is touching the paper and creating these sculptural forms. These paper sculptures also are really remarkable just in being made of stacks of sheets of handmade washi paper. And so for him, washi isn't just the foundation or the surface on which he makes his art, but the paper making itself is part of his whole approach.
0: So some of the artists make the washi, or do all of them make their own washi, or are there sources where people can get high-quality washi for these purposes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can, in Japan today, I believe washi making is a UNESCO World Heritage-recognized art form. And so, so there are definitely workshops that are making high-quality, handmade washi. And so, yeah, so it is a mix. Some artists are paper-making And some of them are using purchased paper. And
0: then there is the artist who lives in France, in the place where Voltaire was from.
1: Yes. Yeah, Hina Aoyama. I mentioned her a bit earlier with the the paper cutting compositions. And so, yeah, I think her, her approach is really interesting. She was really inspired by the life and the activism of Voltaire, who is known for his advocacy for religious freedom and tolerance. And yes, and so she lives in the town of Ferny Voltaire, which is a place where Voltaire, the French author, actually historically lived. And so there's one work in the exhibition where she has paper cut a passage, a text written by Voltaire. And I think, you know, it's so interesting just thinking about identity between cultures that she's engaging with her her home in France in this particular way, but also combining that with the medium of washi paper.
0: So it really is an exhibition where there are paradoxes and there are conversations, cultural conversations between the past and the present, and there is an artist who really uses
1: color in an eye-catching way. Kakuko Ishii with the little sculptures, the red ones yes. and the white ones? yes. Yeah, Ishii's work is very distinctive and I think in some ways maybe the most surprising. When, when I've led tours in the gallery, people say, oh, but that's not made of paper, but they are. <laughs> Ishii uses washi paper to create these cords with glue and paper. The cords are called mizuhiki, and it's a, a traditional Japanese art form. The mizuhiki historically and, and into today has been used to tie around gifts. So in her work, she's taking these cords that would normally just be, you know, you'd have a few of them tied around something, and she's taken whole bunches of them and uses them as a basis for these really unique and interesting sculptures that, you know, look a little bit maybe like trees or haystacks or sea creatures. And yeah, she uses knotting to bind these fibers together, and that's interesting because with the traditional use of Mizuhiki, these chords, knots have significance in terms of the meaning of the occasion that you're giving a gift or a card for. And so using knotting and, and she titles the series Musubu, which means to link, bind, or connect. And again, as you were saying, back to the, the bright colors. So there's this really vibrant red that she she uses, as well as black and white, and all of those are traditional colors for the mizuhiki.
0: Now, don't people ask whether there's any connection with origami?
1: Yeah, so so washi is traditionally used for origami, and one of the artists in the exhibition actually does approach washi through the medium of paper folding. Yuko Nishimura was trained as an architect, and so she's really interested in the idea of how folding washi actually makes the paper stronger and gives it structure. And so in this exhibition, there's one sculptural work by her that's almost like, it's like a Mobius strip. And, and she also has a series of three folded paper compositions that hang on the wall. And those are just really engaging and interesting to see in person because they, they almost have this feeling of optical illusion. They're so precise and geometric, and, you know, they make your eyes dance a little bit when you look at them. So it's just amazing to see just the technique that goes into, into that. Recap for us,
0: if you would, Claire, about the way these fibers from a mulberry plant or perhaps other plants become a means for exploring the contemporary concerns in certain cases of these artists, or they're looking to the past and wanting to make something
1: new? Sure. So I think this exhibition does a really good job at navigating the boundary between tradition and innovation. And so you see this medium of washi that's been used in Japan for more than a thousand years and has all these historical applications and then you see the way that these nine artists today are looking at washi and finding new directions to go in so you have contemporary interior design with washi you have modular installation based conceptual works you have sculpture printmaking screens and paper making cut paper paper sculpture. So it's really just incredible to see all of the potential and all of the different meanings that these artists are are finding in this, in this one medium, that there's so much richness and depth there.
0: When people have heard us and say, well, I really want to see that, tell us how long the exhibition will be there, how we can make arrangements to see it, and even that online tour you're offering.
1: Absolutely. So, Washi will be up through January 2nd, so only a few weeks left to see it. And I really encourage you to go see it in person if you're able to. Just with this exhibition, I think really the attention to materials and process and craftsmanship is so important. And so, you know, it really is a, a show where you look at something and you say, oh, how did they do that? That's incredible. So, you know, being able to experience it in person is so wonderful. And the museum's currently open Thursday through Sundays, and you can book time tickets in advance, or you can, you can walk in as well. And recently, we were able to have this really wonderful conversation in collaboration with Lehigh Valley Ja Ja Ja, which is a Japanese cultural group in the area. So we had this, this virtual conversation last, last week, and that's actually going to be publicly available on our YouTube channel as a recording if you're not able to make it in or if you want to kind of explore deeper. And we've also done a couple of little highlights on two of the artists in the exhibition on our social media as Textile Tuesday posts. So that's something to look out for as well. I think it's, it's a wonderful exhibition to see with family. It's something that you can engage with it at, at any level in terms of the works just being very fascinating and being able to just be curious about it and look and chat and socialize and have a good time or to really, if you want, to go in-depth and learn more about these artists. So I think it's, it's very friendly for a variety of ages. Claire
0: McCree, Associate Curator at the Allentown Art Museum, speaking about the special exhibition Washi Transformed, New expressions in Japanese paper on view through January 2nd. There are special features, as Claire told us, a conversation with Ja 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 online and also Textile Tuesday posts and even a tour with Claire McCree herself. For more information on the web, allentownartmuseum.org, allentownartmuseum.org. Washi Transformed, new expressions in Japanese paper on view through January 2nd. It's at the Allentown Art Museum, 31 North 5th Street. And for more information, allentownartmuseum.org.